Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create your reality in a way that's true to yourself. We have an awesome lineup of callers today, so we'll get right to it. And I will welcome first from the UK in Windsor, which is specifically where the Queen lives, is Tony. Tony, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Uh, Hi, Molly. Lovely to uh, be on your show. It's a privilege. I appreciate your support, and uh, I'm curious what uh, conversation or situations on your mind today. I think I think I first started following you on LinkedIn because uh, there's a, there's a couple of things. I I think I'm a great communicator, and my my wife thinks I'm a terrible communicator, and so there's a bit of a dichotomy there. So that's that's interesting. So I always try I'm trying to sort of pick up hints about how I should be. It's probably it's probably a bit late in my career to do that because. I'm 59 now. I'm going to be 60 in six months' time, and I think I should I should have changed before now. But I do. I'm a great believer in being your authentic self, and that's a, that's a phrase that uh, resonates resonates with me. My my son's gay, and when when I'm in a work situation, calling people out who are homophobic or or you know. Uh, there's um, there's sort of gender uh, issues is 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 something that I'm not comfortable doing. So I need to be more comfortable in pulling people to account. I think I appreciate you bringing that up. First of all, it's never too late, Tony. We all we all have opportunities for growth. So I applaud you. Never, it's never too late, and you're only you're only fifty nine and a half years young, my friend. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. exactly. I feel young. I feel young. Exactly. You sound young. You are young, and uh, so I think it's great. I, I there might be a few husband wife combos out there where one thinks they're a terrific communicator and the other doesn't. So that actually, to the extent folks are uh, willing to talk about it, could be very interesting to hear uh, with each other what aspects people think they excel in, and then what other folks think maybe not, and not to make anyone good or bad or right or wrong. But, you know, we have these different realities and to the extent that couples can have a shared one, I think it can be a little smoother on the home front. So I'll offer that perhaps for you and your wife. Um, I, uh, I appreciate the heart and the belief in being your authentic self. And, you know, I think the, the bias, the, um, and I would say most of the time, you know, that I see it, it's, it's not intentional, Tony. So I think yeah. most times, yeah, people don't know, right? So I think for folks, the ability to um, keep in check our own sense of right and wrong without getting on a, on a pedestal. I happen to be a, an idealist, Tony, so I relate to this. You know, this is right, this is wrong, you know, and I have yeah. to really hold myself back because that's not helpful. So I think first the the meter on that, um, but I think the opportunity is just helping people be open to the fact that their words or their actions 
may not be landing in a way that they think. And that because of that, not only might they be offending or hurting others, they actually may not look very good themselves. Um, and yeah, you know, th that, that, that is something that I'm, I'm conscious of. I'm, I'm quite fortunate that I've got, I've got four grown up children that just say to me, dad, you, you, you can't say that anymore. That, and just, I think it's, it's my language and the, and the way that I, f I phrase things. And you think, you know, the, the world's moved on and I'm a, big advocate for uh, equality and, and diversity but sometimes I think I, ca I come across as you know a privileged white male and, and I work in construction so it's 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 not a very diverse um, you know there's not not many women but we're, we're trying to encourage that and I'm trying to be a positive influence and making sure where I can that we get we get more diversity and uh, more women into into the construction sector, which is where yeah where I work. Yeah, I hear you on that. So great for your kids, and just for all listeners, when someone does give you that, and it may not even come across in a very skillful way. Um, so it it's great just to say thank you. No, there's yeah. no need to respond or like acknowledge it or deny it or just say thank you and just getting into that habit because the minute you say thank you. It triggers this acknowledgement for the other person that you're valuing them. And then even for your own self, you're like, wow, I've just been given a gift. So, you know, and it's not that I would expect our kids to be otherwise. So, uh, Tony, I think the opportunity is as you're seeing these things, you know, you're, you've got this emotional intelligence to figure out what's going on for you. So getting in good relationship with yourself and maybe you're angry or maybe you're just hurt because you you know, your son is gay and you see someone who's being made fun of and it just feels bad. It's all legitimate. Just try to understand what's going on for yourself to let go any of that that doesn't serve you. If it's not going to help you show up in a way to have a yeah, conversation, yeah. you got to let that go. It may be legit, right? And I, I don't want to deny that for you, but that's the exhale, shh, the negativity, inhale, this feeling of hope. You know, maybe you think this person, maybe you've seen this person do this 10 times before, and you're like, he'll never get it. She'll never get it. Well, yeah. would you ever want someone to come up to you thinking, Tony's never going to get it, right? Horrible. Yeah. So you want to offer that same thing, hope, and say, you know, I'm I, um, not trying to butt in here. You know, I noticed this, um, and I was wondering, you know, um, what you were thinking. So any question in an open way, open-hearted way, that might have the person start going gives you kind of information on where they're at. And then yeah. they may say, well, and I said, you know, I, I'm just, I don't think you intended any ill. So you say that right out of the, I don't think you intended any ill. I'm a, I'm personally a bit sensitive to this. You can tell a little bit personal, you know, maybe about your son and say, I, I could imagine that that might not land for people in a way that's positive for them or for you. Pause. Sounds good. So as, as always, my very good advice, uh, <laughs> I shall heed I that and, and try and be more, more like that. Okay. That sounds great. Uh, do you, any other follow-ons from that, Tony? No, I just think, I just think that um, where, where I am in, in my career at the moment, I kind of want to be a, a positive influence. I want to be able to call out any poor behavior or you know if there's conversations which which aren't appropriate I, th I think 
and and the company that I've that I work for now, they're 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 very supportive of calling out bad behaviour, poor, poor poor behaviour, and it's something that uh, I'm I'm more than ha happy to do, and I'm a great advocate of that. But obviously, as you say, you want to do it in a way that doesn't doesn't offend people because you know you're not quite sure where where people are coming from, and I think it's probably. Uh, as, as, as you say, it's it's the way that you say things, and uh, you know, not being confrontational and trying to be sympathetic and just point out that perhaps you know certain situations think things can be said differently, and all of that is one of the reasons why I think you know I listen to 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 the things that you say because it, it gives you a different way of expressing yourself in a more positive way so that we can. We can all be a bit more collaborative in the in the workplace. I love it. I love it. I heard you say, and I spent a minute minute here because, you know, um, white male, you know, more senior. You've been there. There can be a lot of privilege associated with that, and it can be frustrating when you, you know, in your heart want to do do good, if you will, and perhaps you know, someone isn't giving you the opening to say, well, how could this, you know, older white guy who's been here forever ha possibly, you know, have a clue about my world. So um, it, it may feel like I shouldn't have to, but you, you might just um, call out that I, listen, I, um, you know, I've been around the block a while here. I'm, I really see how we could be even better. I really want to do my part in that. Um, I'm not pretending to uh, to actually appreciate what it's like to be you. I can't know, but I would love to understand your experience. Um, and if you'd share a little bit of that with me, I think it would really help me be a better supporter. And so, don't don't hesitate to throw out that olive branch, um, asking people to share who they are, um, where they've come from is you know is a great privilege for them, and it shows your genuine interest. It, deepens relationship and it may help yeah. people see you in a new way yeah no that's uh, again that's really great advice molly well i i hope it's helpful and uh and i will be curious to <laughs> what your wife says tony do you have a top takeaway from our little chat today um i just think it's it, as, as you say it's all in the all in the, the delivery and um you know Asking, asking leading questions, asking how how other people are, uh, are receiving the 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 information that I'm I'm giving them, and and getting their feedback on it is is something that I'll take away from this, and and trying to sort of put out an olive olive branch that we can share a better understanding between uh, people with with different agendas and different di different backgrounds. That that's certainly what what I'll take away from this. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, very good. That's I appreciate it. You um, are great for calling it. Please let me know how it goes. You know how to reach me if I can be of any help at all. And I thank you, Tony, for being part of the solution. You take good care. Thanks. Great, great to speak to you, Molly. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Before our next caller, I have had a lot uh, in the last few weeks of people asking me about micromanaging. So I want to just cover this. Uh, in a few minutes. So this is the boss or supervisor helicoptering over you, right? I've covered in the past how you could say it more skillfully with the boss. I now want to offer a few strategies that are for you, the micromanagee, if you will, just to work within yourself. 
And the first step is, you know, asking yourself, how do I feel about, you know, this, whatever the, the supervisor or boss is doing that's making you feel micromanaged? And maybe that's annoyed. You might pause and say, is there more? Is it more than annoyed? Maybe I feel disrespected because it feels like I'm not being trusted to do my job. And that might be more of the root. So just get hold of what's going on. And the next step is to ask yourself, is this person really trying to make me feel disrespected? Did they jump out of bed, do a fist pump and declare they are out to disrespect you today? If that is the case, okay, I think you have a bigger issue at work, so that's a separate topic. For most cases, that's probably not. It's probably not the case, which leads me to the third strategy, which is have compassion. The boss or supervisor has a bit of a bad habit. We all have some bad habits, okay, all of us, uh, by the way. Um, and just have compassion. It's hard for this person to let that go. They may have been successful working this way. And you don't know what's going on for them. They may be in a very tough or dark time. Personally, you really just don't know. So I encourage you to take the high road, assume the best in that person, not the worst. Do yourself a favor, let go of any negative emotions that, that really aren't helping you, and just focus on what matters. And I'll adapt a quote from uh, Pema Chodron. When you show real compassion, you're recognizing our shared humanity. And I'd love to see more of that in the world. So I hope that helps folks who are in those situations. Okay, next, we are going to the sunny state of Texas, and I am thrilled to welcome Moeed to the show. Moeed, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hey, thanks, Molly. I'm so excited to be here and chatting with you. This is so great. So, Moeed, what uh, conversation or situations on your mind? Yeah, so um, I'll give you a little bit of context first. So I work in an, as an ops manager for a smallish nonprofit. <clears throat> uh, and so this year we're almost doubling in size, which is, which is great. And, and you know, that, that, that's all awesome, but we need to update our policies, reflect this growth and growth and add more accountability to, to our organization thing is as an ops manager, I'm trying to implement these new policies that are appropriate and necessary for our growth, but the team is taking it personally. So staff are feeling like we no longer trust their judgment or that these policies are punitive. And, um, and um, we need to address our growth by updating our policy, but also people are feeling about these. And I'm starting to devolve to the level of like, I'm starting to devolve to the level of like, hey, you need to know that's wrong. So I'm just wondering kind of what advice you have for this situation. Yeah, I hear you. It's, that's a really tough one because I could imagine the bad guy, Moeed, is making us do all these policies. And so that's not fun either. Um, uh, for, for, for that perception. So um, it's so great that uh, you're growing. So first of all, kudos, right? That you're doubling in size and, and able to have greater impact. I use this framework for helping people um, think about when they're going through change. And so it's, it's uh, really this four steps of, you know, um, what's the situation? And that might seem kind of junior, but it's just like, hey, what's really going on? And just getting on a shared reality, the same page of um, this is how we've been and these things are working. These things are not factual things to just help people see the relevant story because that focuses people like on, if you will, the current state, right? And then you might say this driver for change, like why would we change? Everyone says change is hard, change is bad. So 
help people appreciate because you're in a nonprofit, by the way, there's a lot of heart. Like people want to, you know, save lives, provide more food, you know, support the cause. And so you help people appreciate that in order for us to excel at that driver for change, you know, he, this is what we need to have happen so that it's not a personal thing. You're staying high about the organization. And then the problem statement, and you can use the word opportunity, but just helping people really be clear, like, what are we solving for? And so often you're in a privileged place, Moeed, of seeing it all and you know what's going on. You're like, oh my God, if we don't do this. But a lot of folks you know, who are out maybe in the field don't have the big picture. It, it, they don't see that. And so it's just a step of just taking the time, um, showing the respect to fill them in and say, here's, here's really the problem set that we're trying to solve. And then enrolling everybody in, how can we all be better together, again, to support the higher cause. So just pause there kind of as a first framework. How is that landing for you? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm leading with um, the shared reality piece and, and kind of having, and kind of having maybe, uh, my, my perspective is like bigger picture and an individual folks might not have all those pieces. So, so that part is resonating with me right now. Super. So I think that this, that's a big picture. And I think it's also good to connect the dots. And so if people look a little lost, just say, hey, I, I want folks to know the big picture, even though we all play our respective roles. I think it helps for all of us to understand, you know, um, the bigger landscape and how we all fit in. Right. So connect the dots for folks. Um, and then as you lay out, you know, here's the things we're addressing. Um, and the way you want to address it, you know, the problem and the solution. I think this is a great time to enroll people in that uh, in that journey, if you will. And I think it's very safe to say, look, you know, like this isn't about me, like Moe, like, and I certainly can't do this on a, a, alone. In fact, I will fail miserably. So, you know, I'm I'm desperate and need. We need all of us to be on the same page. So, you know, and we see this differently. Um, here's what we've proposed, right, and why we think it's the right way to go. And you folks see it differently. So invite, you know, sh share, hear all the voices and say, what are some of the things, you know, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. What are some concerns? And then, you know, help people feel like they're part of the process. Um, and, and in that is very valuable information. You know, when you're leading change, there's three categories. There's kind of the leapers who are like, oh my gosh, new processes, let's go. You know, you have your role builders who are like, wait a second, let me see how this is going to work. They're very key to making change because they actually make sure all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed. And then you have these traditionalists who may appear that they don't want to change, but actually have a lot of uh, tradition, history of the organization. And they just don't want to see the organization make a, a move and kind of break something that's working. And so if you can appeal to all those different levels and understand who's where, and the team understands that, then you can often create a real, I mean, obviously it's a collective um, group that makes change most successful. So I'll pause there. How's that landing? Yeah, no, that's, as you're saying this, and the different types of sort of types of sort of folks, uh, I'm even tailoring like for a traditionalist, I might present the policy in a different light than I would for somebody that's like super gung-ho and ready to kind of accept anything that's that's already written. And like with new folks joining, right, they don't know, don't know, they don't have any of the history. So they might not be as, but like there might not be any backlash from them because like any backlash from them because like this is, they, I think like maybe tailoring and just personalizing 
to, to the audience, um, kind of meeting them where they're at. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about how you have approached it? Have you gone more one-on-one, um, you know, with people or a group just to help listeners understand how you have approached it to date? Yeah. So to date, um, a, 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 um, essentially uh, a policy we're working on a travel policy right now and like we don't have a final product by any means but but we thought it would be important to have folks under we're heading and so we invited people to join um uh, um uh, several here's what we're proposing and then like what are your what are your thoughts and so we did that in kind of a group setting but then a lot of people I've been, I've been at the organization for a long time. So I think people are, might be a little more comfortable with me. So they just kind of reached out to me private, just kind of reached out to me privately to give feedback rather than in the group setting. As, as we're talking, I'm thinking those people that reached out were more people that reached out were more early see change just for the sake of change. So that's why I was thinking catering something one-on-one for, for those people. Uh, I want, I definitely want the feedback, right? I want to know like where my blind spots are but I feel, but I feel like before I get to open this space, this is what we need to do. Like I really want to address their feelings, um, and it it feels more like a feeling than a, I have a problem with this policy per se. Mm, okay, I'm thinking this through. So, how many people are we talking here, Moe? How many people will affect this? How many people will affect this this policy? Yeah, how many? Well, yeah, how many people are um, in the in the group of people you're trying to, to involve with the policy change? How many is that? Or maybe it's the whole organization. So just help me get a little bit of context. Yeah, but the people. Yeah, so the or, I mean, the policy will affect all all the organization. But the people that were invited to attend the focus groups, I'd say it's probably about six people. So like people from just different parts of the org. Okay, and just from a seniority level, where are they in the organization? Uh, they are people m- most, I'm just thinking of everybody in my head. Yeah. Mo- most folks have been around for several years. So probably m- mid-level. Okay. Okay. So the, so just two things are coming to mind. Cause you know, as we all know, I'm about the shared reality and ideally in a group environment, we have the trust where folks can raise something, right, in a skillful way, and you have the benefit of everybody hearing it and working it together, right? That's 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 the best way to take advantage of a full group, um, and it's a lot easier than you know, Moed going one by one with everyone. But I understand that could be where folks are at. But I think that you know, when you think about doubling in size, Moed the ability to have speed of um, you know of people coming together, getting information, working with it, making decisions going is obviously a big deal. And so I, I might um, use this as a real experiment for you. And I think if you have the folks talking to you individually, which is super, the next level, and it's great, God, I'm so grateful you came to me. I'd love to, to get a sense from you, you know, in the big group, um, you know, why not say anything in the big group? What would have helped you to say something in the big group? Pause. And just see what's coming up from people. I mean, I can feel like you're just, you're, you're open, you're outgoing. I mean, you're, you're not scary. You don't come across as a scary person. So, you know, 
that, that there's some information there. And then, you know, there could be an individual coaching opportunity. They might say, well, Maureen, you know, I, I really know you. I don't know so-and-so. Oh, well, you know, that appreciate that. You know, we're all here. We're supporting this amazing cause. And, you know, I think your thoughts would really help the whole team be better. Don't you think that person would want the whole team to be better? And so you start to help people own their fair share, right, of how they can step up, not like they're waiting for you. This is really way more than just the process rollout. Let me pause for a second. How do you feel about some of those one-on-one -on -one relationships and going there? Yeah, I think uh, I think I think I'm most comfortable in 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 those settings. Um, and then I and then I, I was kind of taking notes as you were speaking, so that the the things that really st stuck with shared reality, like that's that's a big deal, because I'm seeing things from my perspective. I'm seeing things from my perspective, and I'm not uh, appreciating the other perspectives, right? Like I just I like I want to push this through. I feel like uh, I got to get it done super quick, you know? And so like, I'm not taking the time to appreciate other perspectives. And so that's something I can definitely do, definitely do. And then the other, the other thing that I highlighted here is your thought. Like, I think that's, um, um, that, um, super helpful, you know, like, like, uh, when I, when I do have those one-on-one -on -one moments then I can, you know, maybe bring that big back to the bigger group. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then like, I wonder, I don't know. And then like, I wonder how you like, like, because people are comfortable coming to me, but I want to respect that. Right. I don't want to lose that. Like, how would you, how would you solve for that? Yeah, this is all great stuff. So the, um, the honoring of the whole as the grounding is a really great, um, is a great starting point. So I know people like to make it more personal, but you as the leader can really always connect it back to the whole. So if someone comes to you, you're like so grateful for their partnership. You work them one-on-one -on -one really well. And then it's like, hey, you know, one of the things that as, as a leader here, I'm, you know, I want our organization to be the best it can be. Right. And so that means I have to work differently. And that means you have to work differently. What got us here doesn't get us there. Right. So, so I think a lot of times folks, they need a little nudge to work differently. You're a trust, you're clearly a trusted person. And then you want to say, look at, I really want, I want us to be able to use our voices collectively together. That's how we're going to move faster. And so if, you know, I, gosh, if I have to go one-on-one -on -one with everybody, if you had to go one-on-one, -on -one, would is this how we want to work? And so, you know, I think that's a way to, to, you know, distill a little of the fear that people might just figure out what's going on for them and then say, so I really, you know, want us to, to, to move fast. And I know you do too, right? Right. So, and lots of times you just, it's a fear and it's not really a fear. It's just, it's not a, a um, a true threat where, oh my gosh, you, if you said that in the meeting, you would lose your job. No, you're not going to lose your job, right? So you, you can even use the meta skill of lightness, energy saying, okay, come on, really? Do you think our CEO is going to come in and fire anybody because we were all sharing different opinions, you know, like jokingly and say, no, I actually think that the, the CEO would love us to do that. So, you know, I think everyone, this is the thing about the the, the say it skillfully, everyone has, you have a background, it's unique to you, Moeed. So it's finding the words that work for you, right? So it's it's being authentic and genuine and effective in the Moeed way. So I'm just going to venture to say you have a lot of street cred, 
And if you brought a team together, you could be a little joking. It's a lot of heart, a little lightness. Say, hey, this is a deal. And you can blame me. I was on this call and I realized I'm making this harder than it really is. And so I'm going to throw this out here. I'm going to be a little vulnerable here because I'd, I'd like to work this a little differently because it'll help me to grow. Moeed modeling, modeling growth. Okay. Then you offer, this is, this is the thing we've got this. I think I've been clear, but I may not have. And some of you have pointed out some things for me. So I'd like to go through this again. And I want to really encourage everyone to just chime in. You may be agreeing with me, which is great. And if you're not even better, let me know. Can we, can we agree to kind of be out there for each other? Because the, the way that we're going to succeed is if we get everybody on board here. And I can't possibly see this in a 360 fashion. Pause. Look around. And then go one by one. Say, hey, what do you think? Sue, what do you think? Ron, what do you think? And I know that's not, but you know, people maybe may not be using, used to using their voice is a little bit of what I'm sensing, you know, in a group forum. Um, I, I, you know, I've spent some time in nonprofits. I've worked, you know, um, supported a number and oftentimes there's a lot of heart, but you know, people aren't really out in front. They're not try, trying to make a big deal. So they tend to be a little bit more low key behind the scenes potentially, which of course doesn't really help if you want to try to, to make a big change and get everyone on board to work differently. So I'm just going to pause there. I mean, how does that feel? I think about this as a, also as a Moeed leadership development opportunity. Yeah, we can't. The more of those, the better, I think. But yeah, this is um, yeah, this is this is super helpful. I think the piece that is landing for me here is like uh, the, the 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 feelings. Like like if I if I if so if uh, if people are reaching out to me individually versus in the group setting versus in the group setting, then I think what I, and, and tell me, tell me if I'm missing this, but like maybe address their feelings, like in the one-on-one. So maintain that sort of trust and credibility, but then bring the, the legitimate sort of the gripe or, or whatever, you know, the disagreement to, to, to the whole group to kind of, kind of resolve together. And then like, that should help. That should help with the shared reality piece, right? Like, okay. So like, okay. So, um, I mean, your feelings or your uneasiness with change, um, just one-on-one. And then uh, and, and in order to help me grow as a leader, uh, I'm going to bring this back to the group and try to solve for it so that we have kind of a shared reality and a shared reality and a, a shared solution. That lands. I think, you know, uh, this is, I, I think this ability to push people a little, and this is, I use this term all the time, when we're a little uncomfortable, pushing into the discomfort is where we're growing. So normalizing that for people is really important because it does feel a little different and people may may not be used to it. But if you're in an organization that's going to double in size, regardless of what sector you're going to be in, the folks need to get comfortable with the fact that, you know, there's going to be more ambiguity. There's going to be a lot of change. Um, and that's going to be part of helping them develop their own resilience to stay on for the ride. You know, I mean, it becomes really an imperative. And so uh, I think helping people get their heads around that and not that you'd want to be punitive about it, but helping people realize like, look at one of the things that, you know, we're all about here is our growing and changing. And so if we don't grow and change here, we're actually holding the organization back. And that's, that's not going to work, you know, so it isn't 
really an option for folks. So, right. So let's just really lean into this. Like what about it is hard or because, you know, what you're asking is, is not rocket science, right? So can you, can you get, help them get, figure out what's really going on for them and what holds them back? Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that, um, yeah, that makes sense. I, as, as you're talking, I'm kind of thinking of like specific s s situations and, and, and there are definitely tools that I should be using or could use to kind of address some of those. I, I wonder if, I wonder if another piece of this is like, um, like people worrying about the culture, the culture changing as so like, you know, being fun and loose and like small, you can kind of get things done really quickly and there's not a lot of red tape or, you know, I, I think maybe some of the fear is like, hey, are we going to change our identity? I, I don't know. It might be a bigger, it might be a bigger question that, that, that requires like a longer, um, I, I wonder if, if that could be part of this. Part of yeah, this. I think that's great. So this is the thing. Whenever I have leaders say, well, I think my people feel this, or I think that might be there. That's a great, you know, initial, you know, opening. But what that begs is, okay, let's go find out. And culture, you hit, you know, a nerve for me is the is core to sustained success. And so obviously if you've been successful, if you're gonna double in size. So I think helping people, you know, creating space for that is also, hey, you know, I'm I'm just wondering if anyone is worried about the culture piece. I'm not saying, you know, anyone is, but I'm just putting it out there. And I think lots of times for leaders also, um, Moeed, I think there's a sense of I have to be right or, you know, it, it doesn't have to be earth shaking. It just can be a catalyst for your team to feel that they can share. So, you know, I think just throwing that out there and then it, people will hope, would likely would say, yeah, I'm really worried. Oh, thanks for being so honest. So just thanking people whenever they say something that might be hard. You cannot overthank people for, for bringing up things that might be hard. Um, so then it might be, well, let's, let's, let's focus on that. Like, what are the aspects that we just feel are so critical that, we're, that we want to keep? And by the way, what parts of our culture maybe would hold us back going forward? Is there any of that? And so obviously cultures have to, um, have to evolve and grow um, and sustain with the times too. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's super helpful. Okay, you are uh, on a mission, I can tell. I'm really <laughs> grateful that you called in. We covered a lot. I'm curious, do you have a particular top takeaway, Moeed, from our chat? I, I'm going to I'm going to look at my notes. Sorry, I was sorry, I was being a nerd taking notes. As well. like, so the thing the thing that really is the things that are sticking out with me are like shared reality, right? And like like the piece that you said about like me, Moeed, I have to work differently, and so that means you staff are going to have to work differently and uh, uh, I want us to work together like I'm I'm 100% stealing that uh, for, for the next time I, I do one of these so yeah th those those kind of yeah th those those kind of are are sticking with me awesome listen I am cheering for you you know how to reach me you have been uh, awesome to share this that's going on your team is very fortunate your organization is very fortunate to have you I'm cheering for you and I thank you for being part of the solution we do take good care 
Okay, we are now going all the way over to California, and I am going to introduce Iris. Iris, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hi, thanks, Molly. Good to be so, here. So, great to have you on the West Coast. Okay, just wildfire check-in. I had read about wildfire. Are you able to breathe out there or be outside? Um, at the moment, yes, in the Bay Area, but it's still, uh, still pretty smoky out here, unfortunately. I just read something, too, that for folks that are farther away from the smoke because they don't think they have to stay inside, it can be more dangerous. And I'm just, I was like freaking out because my sister's in Denver. So, yeah, okay, stay safe. Thanks for asking. Stay (laughs) safe. We had water over here. You got smoke over there. I don't know. It's a a pretty tough landscape. We should share. (laughs) (laughs) We should totally send you some water. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, what, uh, what is on top of mind for you? So, Molly, I'm having some trouble navigating a certain situation at work. Um, I was brought on for a specific project, um, and I have been not included onto the leadership team of this project, even though I'm leading it. Um, And the situation is a little bit complicated of how it got set up, uh, so I wasn't necessarily even you know, supposed to be part of the leadership team as, you know, the setup, but it feels awkward. And I want to have that conversation without coming across as, um, you know, entitled or anything. But I do feel like I deserve that seat at the table, but not totally sure how to navigate it. Great one. I love this advocating (laughs) for oneself. I think a lot of listeners can uh, relate to that. Can you give uh, listeners a little bit of context? Do you think um, not being involved was an oversight, like an innocent thing? Do you think it, uh, there's a personal dimension in there? Any, any sense of why it, um, it is this way? Um, I, it definitely wasn't personal or anything like that. I think there were just so many moving parts putting this project together. Uh, may have just been you know, a bit of an oversight or something that everyone figured we could hash out later. Um, And I think later is now. (laughs) So now I need to sort of figure out how to position myself and um, talk to the other leaders about this. So I don't think it was uh, anything intentional, just probably a lot of moving parts at the time. That's awesome. Okay, so this is the great thing on um, starting with positive intent and the Mm -hmm. curiosity, right? The... uh, Ability to ask questions is a great way to go into that. So it might be, you know, just play around with this. It might be us, you know, we're at this point where it looks like a lot of the work that's being done is X, Y, Z nature, right? Whereby um, the area of work that I've been doing is pretty critical to success and Mm -hmm. getting folks talking about the work, not the people, right? Oh, yeah. So it sounds like these kinds of activities or this kind of information is going to be really critical. Is that right? You know, just talk it through. Mm-hmm. And then you, you get a sense for like the business driver first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to feel entitled, okay. you don't want to come across personal, you're able to then say, okay, let me just connect the dots here. And basically, this is what I've heard confirm, right? This is really critical. Okay. You know, I think I, I understand we want to move at speed, right? Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, what I'd love to offer is that I join the crew here 
Um, and I think here's how it would be a benefit to X, Y, and Z. Pause. Mm-hmm. What do you think, right? So that might be one way. How does that land? I really like that. So what happens if the reaction to that is, that all sounds great, totally agree, let's revisit in a year and see if you've been able to execute and deliver on X, Y, and Z. Great one. So that's a a legit thing. And I want to say for leaders on the other side, by the way, if we have top talent, right, assume that they're going to deliver, you know, give them the opportunity. (laughs) That's just, I'm like, duh, okay, but for, for the folks, obviously, they did not get that memo, so in that case, oh, I can see, right, just acknowledge, I can see why that might feel mm-hmm. right, right, um, I mm-hmm. feel the, I can see these kinds of downsides, and you may even re, uh, rely on past experience of whatever bad outcomes happened, that mm-hmm. would really be a bummer, and I would hate the team to have to, you know, live through that nightmare, make that mistake, whatever the downside is for them, um, so that it's, it, it, it's, you know, it's very clear. And if that's still not landing, like there's pushback, say, so, you know, I'm kind of getting a sense mm-hmm. of, you know, I, and I, I don't think you're doing this at all personally, and I feel like I'm just being pushed out and left out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, you know, one of the things is I really want to help make this successful and I know you would want me to make this successful. So, you know, I really, it would mean a lot to me to be included now. And I'm not, I'm just not seeing the downside of doing that. If I'm missing something, let me know. But, I, I, you know, if you could help me with the downside. So now you're having that person kind of say, well, what's the downside of you being included, right? And you're not combative, right? But there might, there might be something there. And if they're hesitating, so, you know, hesitating, uh, what's up with that? And then, you know, if, don't, you don't want to ever push someone into a corner and say, look, how about if we think about this? Or how about this? You know, I, I know you want to do the right thing. Um, I think that the work area here is, is in the wheelhouse of what I've been doing. How about if I join for the first few meetings? And then let's sit down and read mm-hmm. That's a good okay. one. No, I really but- like that. That's great. <laughs> and then, so I think having empathy for the person and then also that curiosity, you know, Gosh, you know, maybe yeah. there is something you don't really know. And they're in some, between mm-hmm. some rock and a hard spot. You don't really know what that is. You don't want to, you know, wedge them into a corner. At the same time, we have to honor and advocate for ourselves. And if you really believe the nature of what you do at work is critical to the organization working well, you know, you want to just be able to, to help the company that way. And hopefully the person would see that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and again, for folks listening, you know, if you push and push and, you know, people aren't valuing you, responding to you the way that you want to be treated, even though you think you're being skillful, you're doing all the right things, it just may not be a fit, okay? And that's okay. We don't have to make them horrible. You know, we don't have to stand on a soapbox. I just, I offer for folks, you have choices, you know, find a place that, you know, is a perhaps a more natural fit you know, where it's, there's not so much of this going on, you know? So again, that has nothing to do with you, but just for the broader listening audience. Um, so how is that? How does that, how do you feel equipped now? I really like that. I think the, what I was missing there is curiosity. I think understand, taking the time to really understand, you know, their position, where they're coming from. Um, and, 
and come from that angle, I think will shift the conversation in a much more productive way. So I really like that. I really like that approach. I think I was thinking about it a little bit more um, probably from a defensive side, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but I like curiosity much, much better, and I think that's much more effective. I, I like that a lot. Uh, so thank you, thank you for calling out this, oh, I was coming across defensive. So for listeners, this is a deal. We all, like present company speaking here, you know, there's things we do and we would like to do an immediate do-over, right? It's okay. So if we notice in a way that we behave like, oh, my bad, boo-boo, sorry, let me do a rewind, whatever words work for you, give yourself an out, right? Don't be a super harsh critic. I love what Iris just said here. Look, I realize I'm probably being a little bit defensive. Hey, that's okay. Hey, it's super normal, right? Whenever we're not part of a group, it's easy to kind of feel left out and it's very easy to start constructing a story, okay? And I, I want to, one of the mm-hmm. things I learned way too late in life was that if I really don't have, you know, physical time, space, distance facts for something, I don't make it up. I don't let myself spin and create a story about what's going on. It's just, it does not serve I know that can be very hard to do. It could be this, it could be that. No, don't go there. Don't waste the energy. Mm-hmm. Don't create worry for yourself. Try to deal with what you do know and then use that as a process to think about, huh, what don't I know? And then give yourself something constructive to do to go find out, you know, be on a mission to search, uh, seeking first to understand can be really, really helpful. Um, any thoughts about, because uh, we're talking about change with Moeed, um, before you got on. And I'm just wondering um, in the transition and the change, how you feel the organization is coping with change? Um, I think in the beginning, a little rocky, but I think, uh, I, I think receptive. So the g- really, really good thing about uh, the organization is being able to have open conversation. And for me, that's really the first step uh, I think, you know, living change is much harder. And I think if you can have that open conversation, that's at least sort of the, you know, you, you're getting in the door of the conversation. Um, so I think off to a good start. Um, I, I, you know, definitely need to do my part in helping drive change, not just having those conversations. Okay, that's a great. I love the way that you're owning that. And it is there something about how you step up to drive to lead change um and i and i'm asking this kind of for listeners sake because everyone it's always good to have something that we're working on um is there an area of of growth that you have for yourself um to be able to step yeah that's a great question so i yeah i think i've always tried to show change by exhibiting that change myself but I real I've realized over time that that's that's not enough because people may not even really see it or not even be exposed to it, not by anyone's fault, just you know that's the way it works. So you know living it is one thing, but being able to communicate it and share it and help others is a, is the missing piece for me. Uh, so it's not just you know living that change, but it's also sharing it broadly for you know the transparency of everyone to to witness it. Yeah, that's awesome. So that whole notion of change is 
helping people, um, just to review, cover the same thing with Moe, just helping people understand what in the situation is changing, what's the new information that's come into the system, if you will. And a lot of times people at the leadership level are privy to having uh, a view of that information. And to your point, other people just don't know. And so taking the step mm-hmm. and the time to do that is huge. The ability for people to participate, that doesn't mean they can say we're not going to make the change, right? We're just, but we're saying, hey, we want to, we want to create a change that brings everyone along and having people feel like they can participate and being very clear on how they do that and then how the leadership will or won't take that input and, and work with it is really huge. Um, and, and the, you know, I think when you think about the shared purpose is another key part of that because it's easy for people to think change for change sake. I mean, that's, I think a lot of people are change, you know, for, it just never stops. And so the ability to create the shared purpose, we all know that if you can get to the hearts, you know, you can get to the minds and then you can get to the legs and arms to do the action. So those three pieces might be areas uh, for you to, to consider. Absolutely. No, that's a great point. You have been super. I'm cheering for you. I'm really curious to see how it goes. So um, you know how to reach me. Um, I'm definitely cheering for you. And if I can be of more help, you let me know. Um, and I hope that Thank the you. air continues you, to clear. You take good care. You have thank a great you. One. I hope it dries up in New York. And I uh, yeah. thank you for sharing your genius with me. <laughs> thank you for joining me. You take good care, Iris. <laughs> Thanks. Ciao, ciao. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, these people are just fabulous. Okay. I have a scenario on the backlog here. And it's on the topic of bullying, inadvertent bullying. So, um not about someone who is intentionally um, coming out and um, trying to degrade people, um, but with, uh, this has come up a bit the last uh, month, particularly for senior people and um, how to handle that when you know the senior person isn't deliberately trying to bully, okay? However, the experience that you have is that um so sure it could be okay that you just get over that just and i would say get over it don't worry about it if you see however that this behavior could be negatively impacting the leader and other parts of the organization meaning you think it serves the whole to bring it up um, i want to kind of go there for you and give folks some ideas on that okay so uh, i understand it can be very frustrating if the other person doesn't know how we're feeling, okay? And I think lots of times there is this knee-jerk reaction, somehow they should just know how you feel. And that is not the case, and it's not fair, okay? So you can't ask people to just dream up that they know how you feel. Um, At the same time, we all have an experience of something. And and Iris was just on. She said she might have felt like she was, um, you know, defensive. But And it's fair to have your experience, Right. Don't make that necessarily an objective fact, okay? So there's a lot of gray here. Obviously, to say it skillfully is about working in the gray. So uh, I'll just give a little bit of language here and see uh, if this lands. And let's just call this leader, Lou. Uh, Hey, Lou, I wanted to share something about yesterday's meeting that I think would help us be better. First, understand you're the boss. You make the decisions totally respect that. 
I'm just going to pause here. This is where you clear. There's, you're not trying to be insubordinate. You're not trying to be disrespectful, right? You just put that out there in the open at the get-go. Okay. I'm wondering yesterday um, if, if you felt um, any of the team's pushback on the ask you made. See what the person says, uh, given the situation, probably not feeling it, right? And you say, okay, thanks for that. You know, I appreciate what you're asking, but based on what we said, it really came across to us as not listening. And we felt, you know, it was very compelling information. And there was a very significant downside that would really make life not great for all of us. Um, and we, f- we felt it was super obvious we really just not understanding your thinking. And maybe we weren't clear in articulating for you that we just didn't understand your thinking. So pushing through with the ask, again, I don't think you meant this, but it feels a bit like being bullied. I don't think it's your intention. And my concern is that, you know, optically people could sense this and it would create, you know, less safe space for the organization. And I wouldn't want people to be fearful pause, see what they say. Okay, you put it out there, you're not accusing, uh, you're showing the downside that you want to avoid. And, um, you know, you can sleep well at night because you uh, did your best to do what you think you needed to do. Okay, my thought for the week from the late American spiritual teacher, Ram Das: our journey is about being more deeply involved in life, and yet less attached to it. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your own top takeaways and know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding, but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare. More than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too. 